Welcome to this message from Alpha and Omega Ministries International. We value the Word of God as an instrument of growth in our lives, using it to mend our ways, align our thinking, and ultimately bring restoration. We trust that you will be blessed and encouraged by what we have to share. We're continuing on the theme of prayer. I know you're going to tell me, but Pastor, we've been on this theme for several weeks now. Don't you think it's time that we change direction? Well, I thought so last week. Then I thought, Lord, we've been speaking on prayer now for several weeks. Uh, which, which way do you want me to go? But uh, while having a conversation with one of you, I'm not going to say who, in the conversation that we've had, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and gave me a theme for today's message. This came out of the conversation I've had with one of you. So thank you very much for inspiring me and stirring up within me the Holy Spirit so that He could give me the direction to minister on this word today. The title of my message today is The Principle of Perseverance in Prayer. The Principle of Perseverance, especially when it comes to our prayer life. First of all, let me give you the definition of perseverance. I have two definitions here. The first one says, Perseverance is the steady persistence in a course of action, especially in spite of difficulties, obstacles, or discouragement. So if you're taking notes, you might as well put this down. The definition of perseverance is a steady persistence in a course of action, especially in spite of difficulties, obstacles, or discouragement. The second definition is as follows. Perseverance is the persistence in doing something despite difficulty or delay in achieving success. It is the persistence in doing something despite difficulty or delay in achieving success. For instance, one of the quotes here is, Medicine is a field which requires dedication and perseverance. Now, synonyms of perseverance are persistence. Another word for it is tenacity, determination, resolve, resolution. Here is another one, a good one. Staying power, purposefulness, or firmness of purpose. 
These are the definitions of the word perseverance. When it comes to answered prayer, perseverance, I believe, is an indispensable ingredient. Without it, I seriously doubt whether we will see any meaningful results in our prayer life. And the Lord Jesus wanted to emphasize this principle or this truth to his disciples. And he told them the parable of a certain widow having to deal with an unjust judge. So I want you to turn with me, please, to Luke's Gospel, chapter 18. And we're going to read from verse 1 through verse 8. Luke's Gospel, chapter 18, verses 1 through 8. And I'm reading from the New Living Translation. I will just give you a couple of moments to find that opening so that we can read it together. Just bear in mind that I am reading from the New Living Translation. Here we go. One day, Jesus told his disciples a story to show that they should always pray and never give up. There was a judge in a certain city, he said, who neither feared God nor cared about people. A widow of that city came to him repeatedly, saying, Give me justice in this dispute with my enemy. The judge ignored her for a while, but finally he said to himself, I don't fear God or care about people, but this woman is driving me crazy. I am going to see that she gets justice because she's wearing me out with her constant requests. Then the Lord said, Learn a lesson from this unjust judge. Even he rendered a just decision in the end. So don't you think God will surely give justice to his chosen people who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will grant justice to them quickly. But when the Son of Man returns, how many will he find on the earth who have such faith? Question mark. Now, giving up in prayer is not an option, simply because we see no immediate results in our prayer requests. I believe the Lord wants us to develop a backbone in our prayer life that refuses to yield to pressure or to opposing circumstances or even silence. He wants to see in us a tenacity which refuses to give up, let up, or let go of the Lord until final victory. And this kind of attitude or this state of mind is pleasing to the Lord. And according to his word, he will always reward such persistence or attitude in prayer. Now, this was his intention when he told this parable to, to the disciples. Listen to what he said. Learn a lesson from this unjust judge, he said. Even he who is unjust, 
rendered a just decision in the end. So don't you think God will surely give justice to his chosen people who cry out to him day and night? You see what the Lord Jesus was doing here, he was contrasting this unjust judge with a just, loving and kind Heavenly Father. He was saying, if this man who was unjust, who did not fear God, no man, answered that persistent request of this widow, how much more will the Heavenly Father respond favorably to the cry of His beloved children, even though He bears long with them? Now this, I believe, should encourage all of us, especially when we face contradictory circumstances or when we are resisted in our prayer life. Many times when we start praying for a particular person or a particular situation, instead of things getting better, they get worse. How many of you have noticed that? Here we pray, we, we pour our hearts out to God concerning the situation or the person that we're praying for, and instead of things getting better, they're getting worse. And because our eyes are on the circumstances rather than on the Word of God, we start doubting and we start questioning whether our prayers are really doing anything, or if we should continue to pray at all into that situation. You see, what we don't realize is that when we begin to pray into a situation, the devil picks up on it and he mounts a counter-attack. And since he is the God of this physical world, he is able to manipulate the circumstances to his favor so that we can get discouraged and give up. Now, I believe this is one of his favorite and most used strategies. He knows that most Christians don't really have any backbone when it comes to prayer or have the tenacity to put up a fight in prayer. And this is where he gets most of us, unfortunately. Therefore, this is why we're doing this lesson today. It is imperative that we are knowledgeable and aware of his evil devices and when he mounts a counter-attack and we see the situation getting worse, we strap on the armor of God and begin to fight the good fight of faith, giving the devil the shock of his life because he's not expecting that. When he expects us to give up and walk away, we mount our own counter-attack and stand our ground with our feet firmly standing on the Word of God, giving thanks to the Father for answered prayer, and not giving in to pressure, not giving in to circumstances, not giving in to discouragement, because we keep our focus on the Lord and on the promises of His Word. Now, here is another testimony which clearly shows us that perseverance in prayer is the key to answered prayer. Turn with me, please, to Matthew's Gospel, chapter 15, beginning with verse 21 
And we're going to read through to 28. Matthew 15, 21 through to 28. I'm reading once again from the New Living Translation. I'll give you a few moments to find that opening and study it in your own time, if you will, because we see here the value of perseverance when it comes to prayer. Let's begin reading. Then Jesus left Galilee and went north to the region of Tyre and Sidon. A Gentile woman who lived there came to him, pleading, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David, for my daughter is possessed by a demon that torments her severely. But Jesus gave no reply, not even a word. Then his disciples urged him to send her away. Tell her to go away, they said. She's bothering us with all her begging. Then Jesus said to the woman, I was sent only to help God's lost sheep, the people of Israel. But she came and worshipped him, pleading again, Lord, help me. Jesus responded, It isn't right to take food from the children and throw it to the dogs. She replied, That's true, Lord. But even the dogs are allowed to eat the scraps that fall beneath the master's table. Dear woman, Jesus said to her, Your faith is great. Your request is granted. And her daughter was instantly healed from that hour. Let's examine this, this story here, this miracle. This woman faced tremendous opportunities to get discouraged, to give up, and walk away concerning her daughter. First of all, she was met with silence from the Lord. The Bible says he did not even answer her a word. In other words, Jesus ignored the request of this woman and he ignored the woman herself. He remained silent. Let me say this. God's silence on the matter is not an opportunity to get discouraged and walk away, but an invitation to press into God with greater determination. I'm going to say that again. God's silence on the matter, it is not an opportunity to get discouraged, but it is an invitation from the Lord to press into the Lord with greater determination. She also faced the disciples' wrath, telling her to go away and stop begging the Master. Let me also say this. Even friendly voices, at times, will indicate or suggest to you that perhaps there is something wrong with you or some sin in your life that is why the Lord is silent and is not answering your prayers. Let me say this, you need to discern these suggestions even if they do come from a friendly source. Well, you may say, what if there is something wrong in my life that prevents the Lord's intervention? Well, if there is something in your attitude or manner of life that needs to change, 
which prevents the Lord's intervention, be sure that the Holy Spirit will gently show you. So don't go digging and looking for something, because if you do, the devil will oblige you. Are you listening to me? He will find something to condemn you with. If there is something in your life, if there is something in your attitude or manner of life that needs to change, the Holy Spirit Himself is so gentle and He has His way of showing you. But if He doesn't, stop digging. Because you dig, the devil will give you something that you can condemn yourself with it. Now finally, this woman was called a dog by the master. Jesus said to her that it is not right for me to take the food from the children and give it to the dogs. You see, the Gentiles were considered as dogs, foreigners, and the promises did not belong to them. That's why Jesus said, I am sent to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Remember, he was ministering as a prophet under the old covenant. The new covenant was not yet established. And so, strictly speaking, she was not entitled to any blessing from the Lord. But even so, even so, you see, how much plainer could the Lord make it for her? He said to her, she's a Gentile dog, and his mission was not for the Gentiles, but for the Jews. He basically said no to her prayer request. I'm sorry, I cannot help you. But listen to her reply. She said, that's true, Lord. But even the dogs are allowed the scraps that fall beneath the master's table. She said, I might be a dog, Lord. I receive that. But you know what? Even the dogs eat from the crumbs that fall from the master's table. You see, <clears throat> this woman would not take no for an answer, even though the Lord humiliated her by calling her a dog. You see here, her perseverance and response to the master touched the master's heart and his heart of compassion. And he said to her, Dear woman, Great is your faith, your request is granted. And her daughter was healed that very same hour. Friends, hear me. When we meet resistance, opposition, and even denial in our prayer requests, I believe we have an invitation from the Master to develop a tenacity in our attitude that refuses to let go, let up, but perseveres in prayer until final victory. That's the lesson of today. Father wants us to develop our faith to such an extent where opposition, even silence, or contradictory circumstances, they become the fuel for our continued prayer and our pursuit for intimacy with the Lord. And I believe the Lord wants us to develop our way of thinking to the point where it thrives when we are resisted and delights in various trials because we know that our perseverance, James says, produces patience 
and patience develops character. Listen to what James says in James chapter 1, beginning with verse 2 through to 4 from the Amplified Translation. Just listen. Consider it, he says, wholly joyful, my brethren, whenever you are enveloped in or encounter trials of any sort or fall into various temptations. Be assured and understand that the trial and proving of your faith bring out endurance and steadfastness and patience. But let endurance and steadfastness and patience have full play and do a thorough work so that you may be perfected and fully developed with no defects lacking nothing. That's a wonderful word from the Lord and should be a tremendous encouragement when for one reason or another we enter into these various trials or temptations in our prayer life. When our prayers don't seem to get answers. When we are met with silence from the Lord, He's not saying anything. When we see the circumstances getting worse or the people we're praying for, there's no sign, no evidence in the natural that, that the Lord is doing anything in their lives. Be encouraged. This is an invitation for us to press deeper even into the heart of God and develop a backbone that refuses to let go of the Lord until our prayers are answered. He delights, he loves this kind of attitude. He wants us to be able to put up a fight for what we believe and not give up and walk away with the slightest opposition we face. As I said, he wants us to develop a backbone in our prayer life. The Apostle Peter said, prepare your minds for action and exercise self-control. You see, when we enter the battlefield of prayer, we need to prepare our minds for anything and everything the enemy may throw at us. With that kind of attitude, I believe, we can face any challenge or any kind of delay from the Lord with unwavering faith and continued persistence until we get our victory. And that's what I believe the Lord is expecting us or looking to us for. Let us become the kind of people, especially when it comes to prayer, that bring great glory to God because we've learned to fight the good fight of faith without giving up on ourselves or on the Lord. Jesus ended his story with a persistent widow with a question, if you recall. He said, will the Son of Man find such faith when he returns to earth? Question mark. What shall our answer be? Will it be, yes, Lord, you will find such faith and you will find it in me? Or are we going to give him some feeble excuse why we gave up, why we became discouraged, and why we walked away? Please notice that Jesus called the perseverance of this widow, as well as the perseverance of the Gentile mother, faith. 
F-A-I-T-H. We see here that when faith is present, there is always perseverance. Where faith is present, there is always perseverance. But when we allow doubt and unbelief to dominate our way of thinking, there comes discouragement, and finally a walking away from our petitions, and sometimes just before the great breakthrough comes. We must learn, and that's the lesson of today. We must learn how to stand strong in our faith when we are being opposed. We must learn to persevere in the midst of contradictory circumstances. And we must learn to guard our mouth and guard our attitude during the testing of our faith. We need to speak words of life and not doubt, regardless of what it looks like or what it feels like. I believe that most battles are lost as a result of our negative confessions. I've prayed, Pastor, but nothing seems to work. Nothing is happening. How many times have I heard that? Countless times. I've prayed, but no change. Why? Because we're looking to the natural and to the physical rather than looking to the Word of God. The Word says, whatever you desire when you pray, believe. What are we to believe? Believe that God has heard your request. Call those things which be not as though they were. Don't call them as they are, because if you're calling them as they are, they will never change. God waits for a positive confession from you and I. Pastor, I have prayed and God is at work in my situation. God is at work in my child. God is at work in my family. God is at work in my finances. The breakthrough is on the way. Hallelujah. I praise the Lord. I'm not moved by what I see. I'm not moved by what I feel. I'm only moved by the promise of God. I believe God. How do you feel? Well, that's got nothing to do with faith. We don't walk by feeling, we walk by faith. Are you out there? Don't give in to negative confession just because it doesn't look like it. Just because the situation is getting worse. Learn to stand your ground and fight the good fight of faith. The Bible says, whom resist the enemy, steadfast in the faith. That's what Peter says. Notice how Abraham responded to an impossible situation he faced in regards to his prayer request. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead, when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. Listen to what Abraham did. He did not consider the natural, the physical circumstances. The Bible said he ignored his body. He didn't consider his own body that was now dead. What did he consider? He considered the promise of God. He refused to be discouraged 
by what he saw, by what he felt, and he refused to be denied. That's why he's called the father of faith, and we are to imitate him. This kind of attitude is called perseverance, and it highly honors God, and it honors his word. Furthermore, verse 21 in, he, in Romans 4 says, He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but he was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Well, are you strong in faith? What does it take to be strong in faith? Well, the Bible says give glory to God. Can you give glory to God? That means you're strong in faith. He was strong in faith, and as a result, he gave glory to God. Now let us do the same. Do what? Give glory to God from an attitude of strong faith. And that's what God expects from every one of us. To develop a backbone in our prayer life, to learn how to strap on the armor of God, and fight the good fight of faith. Ephesians chapter 6 lists all of the pieces of the armor of God. You know, the whole armor is a prayer armor. This is where we put on the armor of God. It's in prayer. Standing strong, standing firm, persevering, putting on the helmet of salvation, keeping your mind firmly on the Lord. Peter says, gird the loins of your mind. How? You put on the helmet of salvation that protects your way of thinking. Then he says, put on the breastplate of righteousness, knowing who you are in Christ, that you are the righteousness of God, free from condemnation. Put on the, 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 the belt that holds up the whole of your, of your trousers, your, 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 your armor, your sword. That's the belt of truth and the shield of faith and the sword of the Spirit. All of these weapons are given to us in the field of prayer. We have everything we need and everything we will ever require. So we need to stand strong and fight the good fight of faith. And so I wanted to encourage you today. Perhaps you've been praying for something. You've been praying for someone. You've been expecting a breakthrough. And the more you pray, the situation is getting worse instead of getting better. You are allowing thoughts of discouragement to enter your mind. You're wondering whether God is hearing and hearing your prayers at all. You're at the point of giving up and being discouraged. Don't ever do that. It's an invitation for you to draw ever closer to God, to press into God's presence. And just like that persistent widow did, and the, and the Gentile woman refused to be denied until she received her answer to her prayer. That is a testimony. And if you walk away, you're going to lose your testimony. Amen? So be encouraged. Stand strong. Continue to believe God regardless of the situation. And that's what the Lord wanted me to share with you today and encourage you. The principle of perseverance when it comes to our prayer life. And as I said, without it, I don't believe we're going to get any results in prayer. Because the moment you pray, the enemy opposes you. 
And there are many incidents in the Bible, both in the Old and in the New Testament, when people began to pray, the devil began to resist them. But they stood the ground. Daniel stood for 21 days, the Bible says. He fasted, he prayed, he remained on his knees until the answer came. And many other testimonies throughout the, the Old and the New Covenant. So be encouraged. Continue to pray, continue to persevere, continue to stand your ground. Amen? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word of encouragement today. Thank you for teaching us, Lord, to develop a backbone in our prayer and become a kind of people that do not give in, do not give up, do not let up, do not let go until final victory. The Bible says that we are not of those who draw back, but those who believe till the end of our faith. Thank you for developing that backbone in every single one of us. Thank you for teaching our hands to war, as the psalmist said, and our fingers to fight. Thank you for making us knowledgeable concerning the evil devices of the wicked one. We know how he works. And because we have this knowledge, we are able to fight, we are able to stand, we are able to persevere, and we are able to give glory to you, our Heavenly Father. So we get, thank you and we praise you today in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. For additional resources or more information about this ministry, come and visit us at alphaomegaint.org.za.